Hey there, freedom-loving carnivores. It's Jeff Dornick from Freedom First Network, and I've got a message for you. Are you tired of feeling like your beef choices are under siege? Well, fellow patriots, it's time to fight back with Prepper All Naturals. That's right, folks. In a world where the beef industry is under constant attack, Prepper All Naturals is here to stand tall and proud as a veteran-owned beacon of quality, taste, and freedom. When the guys at Prepper All Natural set out to provide you with the finest beef products, they knew they had a duty to defend America's beef legacy, and that's why we're proud to partner with them, bringing you the best of what this great land has to offer. Whether it's their succulent freeze-dried beef cubes or their premium freezer boxes packed with steaks and roasts, we're redefining what it means to enjoy beef today and tomorrow. And let me tell you folks, their freeze-dried beef isn't just delicious, it's built to last. With proper stores, their beef cubes can maintain their quality and freshness for up to a decade, ensuring you'll never have to compromise on taste or nutrition. But wait, there's more. They're not just in the business of selling beef. They're in the business of defending freedom. That's why they promise to never sell you anything less than 100% all-American natural beef. No lab-grown imposters, no experimental jabs, and certainly no compromises with the woke agenda. So, fellow beef enthusiasts, join us in our mission to protect America's beef legacy. Visit freedomfirstbeef.com and use code FFM for 15% off your order. Because when you choose Prepper All Naturals, you're not just eating well today, you're eating well tomorrow. And together... We'll ensure that beef remains a symbol of freedom for generations to come. Prep for all naturals, where beef meets freedom. You're listening to JD and Tammy Rucker as we deliver the NOQ report, or as we like to call it, the knock report. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and enjoy. Hello, and uh, thank you all for joining me. My name is J.D. Rucker, and uh, we're talking Democrats. They they went a little bit crazy last night. I don't know how many of you watched, apparently not very many, watched the Democratic National Convention last night. It was kind of a joke. I mean, it was it was a uh, basically a Hollywood-produced infomercial. Um, everything was pre-recorded. You could tell that Joe Biden, <laughs> from shot to shot, there was no continuity, so it was very clear that he had to, to take many takes in order to to get his handful of words out it was it was pretty bad pretty ugly but one thing that they did do and that we were able to finally uh, get them to acknowledge and they acknowledged it willingly is that their radical ideas have um, have become part of the democratic mainstream things that were considered radical before such as oh i don't know abolishing capitalism things like that things that you couldn't say maybe even as, as recently as the 2016 Democratic National Convention. Well, apparently you can say it now. That's, that's just, it's okay if you're a Democrat to believe in abolishing capitalism, taking away freedoms. Now, some would say that's always been the case, but this is different because mainstream, mainstream Democrats are now saying it, or at least embracing it. They're not stopping it from happening. Now, some will also point out, hey, you know what? This was the unity convention. This is this is talking about unity, not just within the party, but reaching out to independents, even reaching out to some Republicans. They had some Republicans there. No. No, they didn't. Okay. Let me be clear about this. And I did another podcast about this, but let's go ahead and, and preface this podcast, this show, by saying they had no Republicans there. You, I don't care if you've been a Republican politician, if you've been a lifetime Republican voter, if you served next to President Ronald Reagan in the past, if you support the Harris-Biden ticket today, you are not a Republican. You are not a true Republican, not anymore. True Republicans do not promote 
abortion on demand. They do not embrace the ideology of killing babies at will. You know, the Democratic Party has changed. You might have been able to say, oh, well, you know, Roe v. Wade is law and the Democrats aren't going to do anything really that bad about it. They're promoting, you know, safe, legal and rare. I think it was their, their term before they wanted abortion to be safe, legal and rare. Now, no, they don't. They want it to be ubiquitous. They want it to be common. They want it to be heavily practiced. The more the merrier. That is today's Democratic Party. So if you do support killing babies, you're not a true Republican. Sorry. Okay. True Republicans do not support the type of gun control legislation, essentially the destruction of the Second Amendment. And that's what today's Democratic Party is promoting. They're talking about gun confiscations. They used to call them buybacks. They're not even saying that anymore. They're coming out and saying, yes, we're going to take away your guns. We're going to confiscate your property because it doesn't match. It, 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 its presence makes us feel scared, makes us feel bad, you know, because criminals have guns and criminals use guns. If you're a law-abiding citizen, you can't have those guns. Again, we never said those was logical, but if you support that, if you support the Harris-Biden ticket, you're not a Republican. Okay, and then the lawlessness. How, how many times have you heard... Kamala Harris or Joe Biden say anything about what's happening in Portland or Seattle or Chicago or New York City, places where crime is being rampant, where statues are being torn down, people are being being beat up regularly. Police buildings are being burned. Law enforcement officers are being attacked. They're being defunded. How, how much have you heard Kamala Harris or Joe Biden speaking out against this? We've got Jerry Nadler saying that it's all a myth, Right must not exist what violence okay i think even uh what's her name michelle obama last night was talking about peaceful protesters really we're still onto the peaceful protesters thing haven't we debunked that 155,000 times just in the last two months they're not peaceful protesters they're rioters they're criminals these are anarcho communists who are pushing for a neo-marxist revolution in the united states of america this is insurrection these are domestic terrorists and you if you are a Republican who supports the Biden ticket, the, the Kamala Harris ticket. You're not a Republican. Okay, so let's get that out of the way. No, there was no unity. This was a coming out party for the new radical Democratic Party. Let's go to a story from the Gateway Pundit. It's funny because the headline was, was uh, okay, so that's great. But there was something even further in there that I think is, is even more noteworthy. So as you see here, Democratic Convention Speaker Ashley Nicole McRae, uh, fellow Okie, just like me, I'm in California now, but I am, I'm from Oklahoma, uh, but she is nothing like me outside of the uh, origins of our geography. Uh, she advocates for the destruction of capitalism. This is somebody who spoke at the, at the Democratic National Convention advocating for the destruction of capitalism. Uh, but the real kicker here, and this is the important part, and keep in mind, this is indicative of those. I know a lot of you didn't watch it. I don't recommend watching it. Okay. Take some, drink a lot of coffee or beer or something if you're going to watch it, because otherwise there's no way that you can make it through this. It's like, like, uh, like in the original airplane movies where I forgot the guy's name, the main character is trying to tell the story of his love life and people keep, keep, uh, dying because they, they just can't take listening to him a minute longer. That's how last night felt multiple times watching the Democratic National infomercial. Bernie Sanders said, our movement continues and is getting stronger every day. Okay, great. 
But here's the kicker. Many of the ideas we fought for just a few years ago were considered radical. Are now mainstream. As the author at the Gateway Pundit points out, the Democratic Party has embraced neo-Marxists who are openly calling for the destruction of capitalism. It's not just capitalism. They're, they're, you know, the real kicker here for me, we can fight on, on an economic level. Destruction of capitalism is something that we can fight logically. The part where we get into the cultural Marxism that they use so adeptly, the identity politics, the outrage and emotion that's manufactured, that's not, not based upon anything logical or sane. That's the part that scares me the most. And that's the lawlessness. That's the part that they can take away because once you start taking away law and order, I shouldn't say start because they've already started, but once you, once you're able to achieve the full defunding of police, and when I say full defunding, that's what, that is what they're pushing for. You say, oh, you know, they're only taking away, you know, Mayor Garcetti at Los Angeles only took away 150 million, you know, uh, Mayor de Blasi only took away a billion, um, Seattle, Minneapolis, they're only taking away like half. Okay, it's not a big deal, right? No, this is a huge deal. These are cities that need law enforcement badly. You don't defund the one thing that is keeping the cities from being burnt down to the ground. You don't defund them. If anything, you increase funding. Yeah, but again, logic is lost. It, can, it might exist still when it comes to, to true capitalism. We can fight that fight. What we can't fight what well, we cannot fight very easily, I should say. We'll fight, but it's a lot harder to stop this emotion-driven, this, uh, best way to put it is this, this jamming that they're doing, okay? They're, they're jamming the signals of logic, of reason, of common sense, of America. They are literally jamming the signals of the American way of life by promoting this radical ideology, and it is now a part of the Democratic Party. And you'll say, oh, but it's always been a part. No, no, no. This is different. There's always radicals on both sides. Okay, there are, there are extremists on the right who are considered to be Republicans. The difference, though, is that you don't usually see those extremists speaking at the Republican <coughs> National Convention. Sorry, I'm getting choked up. That's how ridiculous this is. You don't see them speaking at the convention. You don't see David Duke speaking at the Republican National Convention. But you do see Bernie Sanders, who is basically the ideological opposite. Okay, you say, well, but he's, he just represents a portion of the party. But that portion happens to be today the loudest and most powerful. They're not the biggest, but they're growing quickly. The days of the moderate, Republic, or moderate Democrats, they have no voice they're being told what to say. They're being told what to think. They've always been told what to say and what to think. The difference is that today, the people who are telling them what to do and what to think are the radicals. Before it was the establishment. Okay, People look at Nancy Pelosi. Look, she has no pull. Chuck Schumer, they have no pull. Sure, they might have pull in on Capitol Hill, in the halls of government itself. But as far as direction within the party, they've got nothing. And the direction that the party goes is the direction that the country will go if they get elected. And, and there's a huge risk here, because keep in mind, the down-ballot aspect of this is tremendous when it comes to the Senate. My prediction is whoever wins the White House wins the Senate. If President Trump wins 
re-election in November, then Republicans will retain control of the Senate. If he loses in November, if the Harris-Biden ticket prevail, then Democrats will also take control of the Senate. And of course, they will retain control of the House of Representatives. We will have, they will have a majority across the board. They will be able to do essentially what they want to do. And what they want to do is so radical today. You know, people will say, and I, I think this is the mentality of the never Trumpers, the John Kasichs of the world. Okay. Their mentality is, you know, we've survived Democrat control. We survived President Obama. We survived Clinton. They both had majorities in the beginning of their terms. We didn't just get destroyed as a country. And I, they, they hate Trump so much that, that, you know, let's just, let's just get rid of Trump. We'll give them control for four years and we'll take it back in 2024. That's the, that's the Kasich plan. If they get control, I have serious doubts that we'll make it as a nation to 2024. I'm not being dramatic. That's not hyperbole. I don't think that we will survive as a nation under Kamala Harris or Joe Biden. But let's face it, it's Kamala Harris, especially if she has control of the Senate and the House simultaneously. The judiciary has already been finally shifting in the right direction for the first time in my lifetime. Those gains are lost. And we'll go back to a much more radical version of the judiciary. And as far as legislation, Green New Deal, Medicare for All, the end of capitalism doesn't come with a bill that says we're going to end capitalism. The end of capitalism comes when you introduce force, the introduction of modern monetary theory into the equation. And that happens through deals such as the Green New Deal such as Medicare for All, you basically say, look, we're going to commit to pay a heck of a lot more money than we have access to. And the only way that we can do that is if we embrace an ideology of modern monetary theory. But, and, but this time it's different because they actually, have, they actually have a case study in this. Okay? The coronavirus bailouts, this is modern monetary theory in microcosm. Now, granted, it's not a full-on version. Okay, it, you'd have to extend it into bigger numbers. But basically, they'll be able to say, look, we passed bills, you know, $2 trillion bills with, and, and we had to, and it saved the nation. Now we got to save the nation from old climate change. Now we've got to save the nation from, from uh, you know, people not being insured, and people, you know, people not being able to afford health care or health insurance. Let's get rid of the insurance companies. Don't forget, that's what Kamala Harris wanted. Before she didn't want it, and then she did want it later, she flip-flopped. She goes with the wind, and guess who is blowing the wind today? The radicals, or as they call themselves now, the mainstream. Folks, this is, this is a, uh, a big deal. You know, we can say Jimmy Carter was awful, and he was, okay? But he did essentially very little, very little actual damage. You could fast forward to eight years under Bill Clinton. We could say, oh my gosh, Bill Clinton was terrible. He was... But let's face it, not much bad came out of it, okay? It was kind of like, kind of a standstill, I guess. We had the uh, the dot-com era was just getting started, so we had a surge in, in the economy. And that helped to buffer any damage that he could, he could have done otherwise. So his presidency, even though he was there for eight years, it really wasn't that big of a deal. It wasn't until we fast-forward eight years beyond that. And then we get to President Barack Obama. Then we started seeing the fundamental changes. Keep in mind, let's not forget what the United States was like just a few years before. 
Okay, before Barack Obama was president, gay marriage was voted down in California by the people. If you did the same vote today, it'd be 85%. Okay, 85% of Californians would agree with, not that they need to, since it's now federal, but if they were forced to vote today, they would, 85% would vote in favor of gay marriage in the state of California. And that's because of Barack Obama. He did fundamentally change us. He said he was going to, he did. It was mostly on the cultural level. But here we have, you know, between uh, Obamacare and what he did with um, gay marriage. And it wasn't him, I know, Oh, but it wasn't him. Yeah, it was him. He didn't sign an executive order about it, but it was his influence over the nation that made that possible. The restrictions on religious liberties Okay, you guys remember, you know, the bake the cake bigot? Barack Obama did that. Paris Climate Accord, Barack Obama signed that. Iran nuclear deal, sending pallets of cash to the Ayatollah? But here's the problem, folks. Compared to the Harris-Biden ticket, and compared to the modern day, today's version of the Democratic Party, especially on Capitol Hill and in state and in city governments, compared to those things, Barack Obama was a moderate. He was not a radical. I mean, he is today. I do believe he, I think that it's not that he wasn't a radical. He was always a radical, but he knew that he needed to be the stepping stone to be able to get to where we are today. You can't just jump into single payer healthcare. You have to have a stepping stone. And that's what Obamacare was, for example. So what does that tell us? That tells us that if he was the stepping stone, and we were, I mean, look, most Republicans, most conservatives thought this guy, this guy is the worst it could possibly get. Oh, how wrong we were. It's gotten a lot worse, and it's gotten worse in the form of Kamala Harris and Joe Biden. And they acknowledged it last night. They acknowledged it at the convention. They acknowledged it. I mean, what else can we possibly say other than we can't let this happen? Number one, don't listen to anybody who claims they're a Republican, but they support the Harris-Biden ticket. Look, I know a lot of Republicans, I know a lot of Republicans, believe it or not, who don't like President Trump. I do. I really do. I've had my own complaints about him. Look, when he when when the White House initiated the bump stock ban following the Las Vegas massacre, I was livid. I hated that concept because I knew it opened the door to further restrictions. Now, thank the Lord they didn't come yet. Thank the Lord that that more shootings last summer didn't prompt more gun laws. They there was sign there were signs that they would. There were signs that said, look, gun laws are coming. I say last summer. It was actually the summer before. Gosh, I'm getting my summers crossed. But you, you know what I'm saying. I mean, there were signs that there was going to be universal background checks. Red flag gun laws were, were going to be even stronger than they are today. Even talking about potentially gun registrations and assault weapons bans. Now, the president was was hearing from people that were telling him this. I think that he considered it. He looked at everything. Mitch McConnell was ready to sign off on it. He looked at it. He listened to his base. He didn't pull the trigger, pun intended. 
Actually, oddly, it wasn't intended, but I figured I might as well throw that in. Anyway, he didn't do it. He, he could have, and thank the Lord he did not. I've had my challenges with President Trump. But even if I didn't fully support him today, which I do, I fully, wholeheartedly, unabashedly, 100% support President Trump today. But even if I didn't, even if I had some problems with, with you know, maybe I point out the, the budgets are too big, authoritarianism is a bit too high, coronavirus shouldn't have, you know, we should have ended the lockdown, shouldn't have had a lockdown in the beginning, but we should have stuck with 15 days to flatten the curve. I have a lot of things that I could point out that are like, well, you know, I have a problem with this or that about President Trump, but none of them are even close to the destruction, the chaos the end of America that the Harris-Biden ticket represents. So stop listening to any Republican who says they, because they're not. If they support the Harris-Biden ticket, if they, if they want babies to be murdered, if they want guns to be confiscated, if they want law and order to be abolished, if they want the end of capitalism, they have no right to pretend like they're Republicans. I don't care how much you hate President Trump. You're not a Republican if you support the Biden the Biden-Harris ticket. Now, now may, maybe you can say, well, I don't like President Trump, but I definitely don't like the Democrats. Okay, great. Sit this one out. Just go go watch reality TV. I don't know. Do whatever you would want to do. Just sit this one out. Or do, as a lot of people have done, is like, well, yeah, okay. I mean, the economy was great before the coronavirus. Freedoms were soaring. Public uh, Foreign affairs were, were doing fantastic. We were actually... We haven't been in a war. I mean, in m- many of our lifetimes, that's not been the case. Okay, we were, we've been in a perpetual state of war for 15 years, for two previous administrations, three technically. You, know, you have to go all the way back to, gosh, I don't even know how far you'd have to go back before you have an administration without a war. But nothing from President Trump. So, yes. You might have your complaints, but they're not bad, not compared to what the Harris-Biden ticket would deliver. You so-called Republicans who claim to still be Republicans and support Biden-Harris, you remind me, you know, it's like, it's like, oh my gosh, I don't like the paint in this house. Let's burn the entire house down. Okay. No, you just repaint it. I, if people want to complain, if Republicans want to get out there and on November 4th, you know, with, with re-election in hand, they want to come out and say, all right, now we want to, these are the changes we want. We want to be more conservative. We want to, to fight this and fight that. You know, we want to, we want to rebuild the Republican party around these ideas. Great, great, great. But until then, just shut up. Okay. From now until November 3rd, don't tell us, talk about supporting the Harris Biden ticket. Because if you do, you are not a Republican. You're not a patriot, and you're probably not really an American because you are advocating for the destruction of this nation. Again, I'm not being dramatic. It's not a hyperbole. That is really how I feel, and I think that that's going to be the case. If Kamala Harris is the behind-the-scenes president until Joe Biden finally says, okay, I'm sick of, I'm sick of not remembering where I am. Take me to the hospital. Kamala, you're in. Or until somebody says, hey, Joe... Kamala's in. Anyway, folks, 
I've said it before, I'll say it again. We hear every four years how this is the election of our lifetimes. How this is the most important election ever. Guess what? 2020? Look around. This really is the most important election of our lifetimes, maybe ever. So we need to act accordingly. We need to fight. I'm sick of hearing about the silent majority. The silent majority is not going to cut it this year, folks. The silent majority caught them off guard in 2016. They were overconfident. They're not going to be overconfident this time. They're not. They're going to be loud. They're going to be aggressive. They're going to fight, and we need to be loud. We need to be aggressive, and we need to fight if we really want to save this country, if we really want to make America great again. Lord willing, I would be back very soon with another episode. But in the meantime, you guys stay strong, stay safe, and God bless. Folks, listen up. I've got something crucial to share with you today. In this uncertain world, you need to be prepared for anything, especially when it comes to your health. That's where the Wellness Company comes in, offering you peace of mind in a box with their medical emergency kit. Picture this. You're faced with a medical emergency and you need quick, effective treatment. The Wellness Company's medical emergency kit is like having a strategic arsenal of life-saving medications right at your fingertips. From proven treatments like ivermectin to generic Z-Packs and amoxicillin, this kit has got you covered. But that's not all. Every kit comes with a medical emergency guidebook, ensuring you have the knowledge to use these medications safely and effectively. It's like having a medical professional right there with you when you need it most. And here's the kicker. Use code FFN to get 10% off your medical emergency kit at twc.health FFN. That's right, folks. 10% off, peace of mind in a box. Don't wait until it's too late. Get your medical emergency kit today and be ready for whatever comes your way. Stay safe, stay prepared with a wellness company. Again, Use code FFN to get 10% off your medical emergency kit at twc.health slash FFN. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.